February 24th yeah. will be the next time I play poker. Uh-huh. Because I trust me, I'm definitely on hiatus I after can, what happened in December, I, which we're not going to have that conversation at the moment. I, I can't wait to hear the story about you being on a sugar high. While I'm trying and, to play poker. And your wife didn't take the debit card. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and there's gonna be a story there. There'll be so there will definitely be a story. <laughs> The Penn, Ohio Backyard Bungalow Radio Show, brought to you by G&J Fencing. How are you? You're sitting down and you're staring off into space. I'm a little sore. <laughs> so let me tell you a little story. <laughs> this is how every show is going to begin, and that's okay with me. Probably. Because my doctor prescribed to me... Um, uh, pain medication, arthritic pain medication for my knee. Oh, I'm on and something for, like that. I'm for, on meloxicam. Well, no, this is a this is an ointment. Oh, an augment. Okay. Um, and I forgot all about it. And last night my knee was hurting, and I and I ran into it, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try this stuff. Well, I smell like a hospital. I've now entered into that. The bedroom's starting to smell geriatric. I've However, been... my knee pain was relieved. Interesting. I've always enjoyed the medicinal ointment smell, whether it's Vicks off the over the counter, really, Ben Gay. I don't mind Ben Gay. My father used to get migraines, and there was this um, ointment they used to sell. They probably still sell it. It's called Capsulin. I remember that, and it's got the pepper in it. The, mm-hmm. the, the whatever the cap. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for the scale yeah. scale of hot sauces so and all that. This, whatever this ointment was extremely hot when you put it on your body. And my father, when he would get bad headaches, would rub this ointment on his temples. Really? I am not joking because hmm. the burn, I guess, would help. Capsaicin, capsaicin, cap- something like that. You know, I got a maybe computer here; I can yeah. look it up. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there was this ointment. And my mother used to say, never touch that. Because if you rub your eyes, we'll have to take you to the hospital. That's what I was wondering. If he got it into his temple, how did he keep it out of his I eyes? Don't, I don't know. But he used to use that on his temples. And it was frightening. Because it had a distinct odor to it that would fill our little house that I grew up in. I always knew when my dad had a bad headache. So then we, had to, we were also... In, told when that happened we'd have to tiptoe around the house like we were in a library which you know it's only fair sure and uh light but, sensitive everything oh yeah dark oh yeah curtains drawn yeah but back to uh my soreness i typically do not eat before i go to bed okay and there are obviously it's bad for you if you're diabetic right, uh, obviously right. bad for anybody because it's a way to gain weight mm-hmm. easily by eating because your body can't digest the food properly and when you're sleeping and it stores fat and blah 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 but um one of the main reasons that I do not eat before I go to bed is because I have crazy ass dreams. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
I, I depended on what I eat. Right. I, yeah, it could affect me. So last sure. night at my uh, gig at Cracker Jacks, uh, they have their kitchens open till two a.m. I I had ate a light dinner before I left for pool league, and I was a little hung. I was getting a little hungry during my show, and about midnight, I go to the bar to go. Hell with this! I'm gonna go order some. I'm gonna order me a nice chicken quesadilla because they make these incredible quesadillas. There, they're ridiculous. They're so good. And so I said, I'm just gonna eat one triangle. Mm -hmm. You get four. Well, I ate all four before by two o'clock. They were all gone, <laughs> and I was quite satisfied. And I went home and I crawled into bed and. Dreaming ensued. All I know is at 5.15 a.m. this morning, I had a crazy-ass dream about me playing soccer on some big soccer field mm -hmm. with all these athletes, and I was in these guys with purple uniforms were coming at me, and I was trying to get the ball past them, and I got tackled, as they say in football, soccer, depending on who you're going to argue that point with. And all of a sudden, I end up on the floor of my bedroom. I rolled out of bed. You were chasing bunnies in your in your sleep. I mean, I banged my head on my nightstand. Mm -hmm. Shit's falling everywhere. I wake my wife up. She's freaking out. Oh my God, what's this? She looks over. I'm not in bed. I'm laying on the floor going, ah. That was fun. It was fun. That's, I fell out of bed this morning that, at 5.15 a.m. That's a, that's a fine. Good morning. How do you do? I know. <laughs> so I go back to sleep. After I embarrassingly get up off the floor, my dog's licking me. Are you all right? The cats are all like walking around going, what's he doing on the floor? This is our space. Get out of it. And I get back in bed and I go back to sleep. And I woke up this morning and I was really sore. So... <laughs> I don't eat before I go to bed, and I proved it once again that that's why I don't. I have um, stress dreams. Ooh. You know, the more stress I'm under, and it's just stress in general. And then I don't remember my dream. Um, however, I remember being stressed while sleeping, and it tenses your entire body, and I'll get up in the morning, and I feel it. Same thing. Yeah, interesting. Just everything's sore. I haven't thrown myself out of bed yet, but I, I know that I sleep probably clenched jaw. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I didn't roll out of bed. I literally think I threw myself yeah, out of yeah. bed. You were moving. Oh, big time. I'm surprised Cheryl didn't. I'm, well, surprised, yeah, I, I'm surprised I didn't break something or I'm lucky I wasn't bleeding from hitting the corner of my nightstand or God knows I'm what. I'm guessing you have a pretty good mattress. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You know what we did during COVID? You know, we had some extra money. And uh, other than buying the smoker, which I think we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, we were talking. We also bought a sleep number bed. Nice. Because I snore, and they claim right. they help snoring, mm -hmm. which uh, um, it's helped my wife tremendously with her neck pain. 
because she's got some arthritis in her neck. Mm-hmm. Helped her tremendously because of the angle you could set the bed at and control your uh, mattress stiffness and whatnot. But there's a snore setting on the sleep number bed that brings up your head a little bit. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. My wife's threatening to start sleeping in the other room. I sleep with about eight pillows, all propped in oh, a certain okay. way. And all usually right. sleep on my side or on my stomach, Yeah, which sometimes I feel at my lower back, but it keeps me breathing. I well, cannot sleep on my back. Well, see, I fall asleep on my side, then I roll over on my back during the sleeping, and I start snoring when I'm on my back. I'm, I've gotten pretty good at catching myself if I'm on my back, because then I quit breathing. I should probably be, I'm, well, I know that I should be on one of those. Mm-hmm. We should you be know, doing the show alien from Alien machines. I think we should start doing the show from an assisted living facility based on these conversations. <laughs> we actually have already been invited to one in western Pennsylvania, which is on our agenda down the line. Oh, really now? Uh Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Marketing department has already been (laughs) speaking with, yeah. So we're finding our audience. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm happy about that. I really, I really. Actually, it's a very cool place. That's not where I was hoping the direction of this show was going. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll start being sponsored by... uh, well, we're actually medicinal gonna, we're, companies. We're possibly, I, my idea is is to possibly do like a quarterly live broadcast. Oh, from I, this I love that idea. It's a pretty cool place. We might even be able to incorporate the karaoke part of it. In oh, that. really? And some guest musicians sponsored by your friends at Muselex. Yeah, well, I take it daily. Okay, I swear by it. All right, okay. So does my lower intestinal tract. Now let's go. Let's 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 spin this a little more, in a little more fun, okay, celebratory way. Um, over the holidays, you blessed us with a fine tray of cookies of love, and a quart of your wedding soup. Yes, and you just got the big thumbs up from the lovely Miss Beth Ann on how good, how different your wedding soup is. I'm learning that this is becoming. I don't know. Is it regional? Is it family? I, I'm finding out that there's a lot of different varieties in the way people prepare wedding soup. There's not yes. necessarily one traditional way. Now, Beth Ann would argue with you because her way is always the right way. <laughs> uh, I, will, I, I will <clears throat> wrestle people to the mat verbally about Let's, putting pastina in your wedding soup. And you, um, none. It's just shredded Never. chicken. Yes. You do use the escrow, yeah, which I love. I, you it's have so heart, much heartier. Right. No carrots. No. Your chicken broth was to die for. That's made homemade stock. Now here's the thing. Your meatballs. Family I know recipe. You, and I know you. And I wasn't standing next to you, but I've even watched your 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 Facebook and social media posts over the years. That you sit there and you make those Hand roll them, dude. They're first of all, it's like a machine made them. The consistency of Boy, every you. single meatball, not yes. just in size but in density, yes. absolutely perfect. Oh yeah. And the oregano and the or the Italian seasoning, whatever you use in your family I'm not recipe, tell you. that's okay. <laughs> what picked up, and I don't want to come off sound like some sort of a food guy, but I okay. didn't get to be this size, you know, right by drinking water. I've eaten a little food okay. in my day, so I, 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 I'm 
speaking personally. But the the balance between that Italian seasoning in those meatballs and that broth was sure flipping heaven. Yes. It is absolutely. Everything else was just there to be its thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the trick and in, in what, what I noticed right away on, in your wedding soup was that balance. Well, you, yeah, because when you get your tablespoon and you have a little bit of greens on it, the broth, mm-hmm. some of the shredded That's chicken. That's where your textures come in. I also put celery in my right. wedding soup. And we get the little couple pieces of celery, and then that meatball. And you, when you die, chew all of that and get it in your mouth and mix all that together. It's an explosion of Dude, s- southern Italian love. My God, it was terrific. Thank you, I appreciate I mean, you that. You can tell that was made with love. And mm-hmm. then talk about making with love. Your baklava, well. First off, what was the triple dipped cookie or whatever? Oh, Fenicia? Dude, again, you know, you can't reproduce that kind of a taste. That is a cookie that was handmade, hand dipped. I mean, every individual cookie is like a little crafted project of love. There's no doubt about it. No Oreo could even come close. Greek cookies are labors of love. And pastries, absolutely. Which takes you to the next level is your baklava, which Mm -hmm. we talked about in the last show. First of all, what I remembered of your baklava was the thickness of it. But the honey and the pastry and just... So you really do. First of all, I've never run into any place that makes it that size. Yeah. I I personally haven't. Mm -hmm. That baklava should be served by the piece cut in the corner, you know, as two wedges mm-hmm. in a beautiful little box with a beautiful little bow. Hmm. It, it is, you could make a business out of that. Just baklava. I did, um, did a wedding pre-COVID where um, they had come over for the wedding meeting when they were putting down their deposit and I had recently had just got done making some baklava and I uh, let them sample it and they loved it so much that they called me the following week and asked me if I would make it for their wedding. So I made two big trays. I get about 48 pieces out of a tray. So I made two trays and got almost 100 pieces out of it and um, they paid me. To do sure, it, sure. which I thought was very nice. And um, I can't even begin to imagine. I, I wouldn't even know how to guess the hours that are put in. I, actually, like you that. know what? It's really not that bad. If you really sit down and bang it out, I can. Uh, it's probably about a three to four hour process. Mm-hmm. But what I do with my baklava, and a lot of people don't uh, do this the way I do it. I make it in the oven, and then I let it sit overnight and cool completely, and then I make that really hot syrup, boiling hot syrup, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's sugar and water and sure. a little bit of honey and some lemon, and I get that super hot and all nice and... Th- it's not it's not as thick as you think when you put it. It's, it's, it's like... Sure, more, sure. And you just pour it throughout that tray and let 
the dried baklava absorb that syrup and the nuts and the the pastry and it's just it, and then you let that sit for another day mm-hmm. you don't serve so it's and so by the time you serve it you got two days worth of work in you but i mean total time hours wise it's probably about four hours but so beth ann i think it was in the house hours and she ate her half and i shortly thereafter ate half of my half so i had a quarter of it and it was just amazing but then i let it sit yeah for a few days mm-hmm and oh came yeah! Back to it. I did, you know, I did that, which I like. She gets really upset with me all the time, and I like. I mean, if it's really well baked, I don't care if it's a cookie, whatever. Right. Sometimes a little age on it's not a bad thing. Well, I know that, but it doesn't get stale because no. of the, the syrup. It, it was and, terrific, and and the it's it's all about the well, it's sweet, but it's all about the lemon and the honey, and then the rest is that texture. Yeah, and the walnuts. <clears> you know, <throat> yeah, it's delicious. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. You ought to um, make it up and take a few small boxes with you to all your trivia shows and do some sort of a contest where just limited special people are awarded your baklava and then just watch what happens in your audience when these people try it. Hmm. Well, my wife and I, my wife's been trying to convince me to make it to sell it. Maybe it's something I can consider. I don't really do anything during the day. You know, um, I could sit there and pound out baklava three or four days a week. It wouldn't be that bad. I'm telling you. Well, then over in Youngstown, too, you have some of those neighborhood bodegas and delis and things that would probably pick it up. But you just on Facebook and just even through this and through your shows, you'd probably. Beth Ann last Christmas did a, well, last year through several holidays, did a bunch of baking. It actually got to be too much for her. her product and what she bakes is beautiful and it was tasty, mm-hmm. but it just got to be too much right out of the gate. So people love this stuff. Do you see the lines at Starbucks? Yeah, I know. All right. Well, you know, and home baked cookies. I mean, you're talking 15 bucks a dozen on the bottom end. Something to consider. Yeah. So what else have you been up to? Oh, I wanted to ask you specifically, you had two holiday shows. I know that, um, New Year's Eve, I'm sure, went great and was an absolute blast. But how'd it go down at the Tiger's Table? Uh, you know what? Um, if uh, I'm sure if some of, many of our listeners are local and if you're familiar with Columbiana County and the small town of New Middletown, New Middletown, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's 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 a it's a one way it's a one stop shop. Maybe I saw a, a drive pic- through it and then it's gone and then you're. It, you're heading towards Columbiana. Um, and it's been there forever. It, it's been there, and it, it has new owners now, and they're two, I saw mom two and, young couples. I saw, like, mom and son in one of their yeah, posts yeah, they, they got uh, doing some, the stuffed shells. Right. They got some. They got the moms and stuff involved, but the, the two owners are two married couples, and they're the ones that purchased it off the previous owners, and they... Um, Cleaned it up. I don't want to say cleaned it up. That's not the word. They they added Updated some of their it. own flavor, did some updating. Sure. And didn't change the name. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think they're doing quite well. But what I walked into Saturday, you would have thought Elvis was in town. Oh, really? 
people made reservations. Nice. I walked in to set up 45 minutes before my show. The place was already packed. People were coming up to me. I remember you from the Salty Grog. I remember. And and this and that. Irish Bob's and Toey's Tavern. Because a lot of, you know, that's that that side of town. Mm -hmm. And... um, I started my show, didn't have a lot of singers at first. I sang a few songs. Cheryl came with me, and she's got a voice like an angel. Yeah, and she, she does. They loved her to death. They were asking for her more than me. Like, I'm going to have to start putting her on the payroll. And um, but we did get some we, got some, we got it rolling, got some singers going. And at the end of the night, we were getting ready to quit, and the owner said, one more song. And then somebody from the back of the room who remembered something from some other show long time ago, shouted out, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> and I have been known to sing that yeah. here and there. And uh, um, I've sung it with people that have asked, girls that have come up to ask me, will you do the guy part? We we know you do it. We know you do it. I always wanted to do the girl part. And I've done it with certain individuals, uh, eight female. Minutes, and, eight minutes and 11 seconds of theater. And, it's, and, and it is theater. And I, um, so I told, I got my wife. I said, come on, Cheryl, we're going to do this. And she, and she loves to do it with me. And we rocked it. And I think uh, the version that I use um, is different than the sound choice version that most people might see at a karaoke show. But I use a version from a company called All Hits. Their version has you are required to do the sportscaster part. Oh, that's okay. I so like you that. Went, you want to talk about like theater? That. So what I do is I'm singing the song on my normal microphones, and then when it comes to the sportscaster part, I will click on my headset. And I'll go sit over to the side, and I'll do a little cup cup around the uh, mm-hmm. microphone, and I'll, and here we go, and I do my little, <laughs> and I bang it out, and people are looking at me, and there's a, and it's quick, it's bang 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 right. bang bang, and it, the look on people's faces when I finish it, and then she goes, stop right there, you know, after he's done doing that little sportscaster part in the original song. Then the girl kicks in with that stop right there. People are looking at me going, did he just do that? And I, that, that, that's, I just love karaoke. Just, now now it makes me want to come out to a show and do Steelers Wheels Ooh. stuck in the middle with you. Oh, one of, our, open, one of our classics. Open it up with um, Stephen Wright and doing that. He does, there's a DJ narration. Where he's the DJ on the radio, they turn it on. I forget what his name is. Really? Something Billy. Okay. Yeah. Again, they had all this computer and stuff. Ah, I could pull it up. Interesting. Yeah. Stephen I love Wright. Stephen, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright is. I made him laugh, genuinely laugh. I had him on my radio show when I was in Erie. Nice. There's there's a bunch of uh, comedian moments that I've had, but the fact that Stephen Wright was in the studio with me and we spent, he was like in for like an hour, and. Uh, I, I wish I could remember what it was that I made him laugh, but I got to see him genuinely laugh. I mean, not just snicker, but I mean, right? Yeah, it was fun. I That's like awesome. him too. I love him. Absolutely love him. He's amazing. I bought some used paint. It came in the shape of a house. <laughs> oh my god! There's a lot of good jokes out there. Oh, I have a joke. 
Okay. Okay. Can I, I, can I tell I, a short I, joke? I, I, you're one of the few jokesters that I greatly anticipate when you say I've got a joke. Okay. Go ahead. This farmer's wife's sound asleep in bed upstairs of the farmhouse, and she is suddenly awoken by these loud noises, and she sits up in bed and realizes it's, it's her drunken husband trying to stumble up the steps after a night out in the barn with some moonshine, probably. And she's just sitting there waiting for him, and it takes bang, 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 boom, stumble, bang, 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 stumble. All of a sudden, he walks into the bedroom. He's got a sheep under his arm. And he looks at her and goes, See? This is the pig I've been screwing. <laughs> and the farmer's wife looks at him and says, that's not a pig, you idiot. It's a sheep. And he goes, what are you talking about? I'm talking to the sheep. But a ching. But a Here. Yeah. There we oh, go. that's right. We have sound effects now with our new board. Yeah, give me Never the last. Give me the punchline one more time. What are you talking about? I was talking to the sheep. There we go. There we go. Good job. <laughs> I have been, so my latest little guilty pleasure here after the holidays is I've been deep diving Conan O'Brien. That's okay. That's my 1970s. That's the red phone. Hopefully Gorbach Beth Gorbachev's on the phone. Mm -hmm. So, okay, go go back to that. Uh, what was I saying? The red phone threw me. Yeah. Your guilty pleasure. Oh, my God. I completely have totally zoned. Okay. The following following portion of oh. our show is brought to you by your favorite mind meld. I was going to say medical marijuana store. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I've been deep diving um, Conan O'Brien. Really? Because I listen to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I listen to his, his podcast, the podcast which is wonderful. Is terrific. I watch a lot of it on YouTube. And and what a great name for him in that podcast when I first came across it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I enjoy it. And um, But, um, yeah, going back into his career, Beth Ann and I watched the other night. We watched a whole, uh, what was on Conan O'Brien talking about the early days in, uh, when they got the show. And they built the show. And then he is his first broadcast hosting the show and all the little stories that went in between it. So we watched that, and then we went back and pulled it up on YouTube and then watched the very first Conan episode. It was amazing how much I remembered because that was a big, big deal back then. Oh, yeah. It was. I was a Dave Letterman. I um, was such a Dave Letterman I was loyalist. Too. I was, too. It took me a long very time. Loyal. My son was really into Conan. So we kind of had that little rivalry. Nice. You know, but... Um, He's hilarious. A lot of great skits. A lot of great just, skits. I, I didn't realize how much Robert Schmeigel was involved. Oh, you didn't know that? I knew, but I didn't realize that he yeah. was he was the, the whole story, the backstory that Conan wasn't going to do it unless Robert Schmeigel came on. And then the story with uh, uh, looking for a band and him running into Max Weinberg and his wife on a street in New York. Yeah, how about and that how one? That, and that was right after. I was telling Beth Ann because uh, Springsteen had fired his band. He fired them all. And then he went out solo, did the solo album, and did the song Youngstown. 
Yep. And I went and saw him at Stambaugh. And it wasn't the same. I mean, no. it was great to see a legend like that, but I honestly, I left before the show was over, mm -hmm. which I'm probably ticking it off. It doesn't a lot have of the same energy. He's a little more somber when he does his solo stuff. Yeah. Ode to something, Jode. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> but it was neat to, to think back on that particular time in life. And that was all the rage was the headlines between Jay Leno and. And Conan O'Brien, I mean, I knew that he had come out of nowhere, but going back and looking at it, I didn't realize just how out of nowhere he had come mm -hmm. writing on The Simpsons. And it was Robert Lorne Smigel. Michael. Lorne Michael that really gave him, got him the gig. Insult. Comic dog. Brilliant. So that's Smigel, man. He's, yeah. he's just brilliant. That, uh, that, was, that was so much fun. So what do, you, what do you got coming up here for the rest of the winter? What are we? What what are your next steps? Got any big plans? Well, I'm I know gonna, you, you mentioned to me you're going to go see Tom Segura. Yes, I'm going to see Tom in May for the second time. In Look Pittsburgh? forward to that. Yeah, in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I saw it this morning. And then I'm also going in on February 24th. There is a chocolate wine and whiskey festival in Pittsburgh at the casino. At the ah, Rivers Casino. Okay. And my wife and I and some friends are going down there. We got VIP passes, which get you early access, and you get some special samples and blah, blah, I'm going for the chocolate. Mm -hmm. My my wife and all our crew are going for the alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then while they all get drunk, I think I'm going to sneak away to the casino and play some Texas Hold'em and try to lose some money. <laughs> Which is always so satisfying for We're, me. We'll dive into this part of your life once you've come out of rehab. I'll just wait until I make the announcement that Ed's going to rehab, and then when you come out of rehab, we'll discuss. Uh, I, I I got <laughs> I fell back in. I fell into poker over the last like six months or so, and I am, uh, I'm on. Let's just put it this way: I'm on hiatus. Yes, that's a good. Because I, I like was that. I I had my personality. But you've got you've got a hiatus. Addictions. You've got a hiatus going on with a brass ring. Because well, you're already planning. You've got you've got. So it is a hiatus. I mean, it is. You're not right now, but you're looking forward to. February twenty fourth yeah. will be the next time I play poker. Uh huh. Because I trust me, I'm definitely on hiatus I after what happened in December, I, which we're not going to have that conversation at the moment. I, I can't wait to hear the story about you being on a sugar high. While I'm trying and, to play poker, and your wife didn't take the debit card. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and there's going to be a story there. There will be so. There will definitely be a story. <laughs> so. Well, that's fun. So yeah, the the uh, other than that, you know, I'm I am uh, focusing on uh, trying. I'm going to try to get my website up and running again because right now I have I have my domain name which I've never lost, simplyed.com. But if you go to it right now, there's nothing on it. It's basically dead because. It was way out of out of date, and uh, my good friend Rama McKenzie, who designed my original web website, and I have not really been able to get together uh, either uh, scheduling wise or financially wise to get it up and running again. So that is a goal for twenty twenty four. Be more than happy to help you. Yeah, we you should just that. that's something we should probably discuss. I've started using Squarespace. Oh, really? And that's what I'm using on. 
and it's the site. You need, the site keeps changing every week. I keep adding to it, so it's a work in progress. Okay, but That's something um, we should discuss. My brother actually uses. I, I've got so I've got a couple clients I'm working with that that we use Squarespace. My brother's site is Squarespace, mm -hmm. so I kind of yeah. And uh, there is uh, God. I don't know if I should talk about it because I don't want to jinx it. Well, then don't. All right, but I will tell you that I'm hopefully going to be making an announcement in the next couple of months about an event that I will be doing this summer in Youngstown. Oh, Let's okay. just leave it at that. Okay. And then you and I can discuss it off mic, and we can discuss how we want to play it up. Okay. Because uh, if, like if it is everything that I'm hoping it will be, it will be the biggest thing I've ever done, karaoke-wise, Okay. since I've started. And I will tell you right out the gate, it has nothing to do with a contest. Okay. Nothing. But it's going to be big. Reminds me of the days we first started the karaoke and concert thing. Oh, geez, at the Metroplex. That was fun. I did look good in the tux. Do you? Oh, Dana, speaking of the karaoke and concert. With our big giant pioneer banner hung across the stage. It was 30, 30 years, 30 some years ago. I was ago. digging through some boxes recently. Okay. And guess what I came across? The original tuxedo that I wore that night. <laughs> I did not, let me put it this way I did not try it on. Ron Donnelly's out of business now, right? Right. Okay. So I can say this because Bobby Tombo had a really good relationship yes, with Ron Donnelly. Absolutely. I forget those people's names, but they had locations everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they got to know us through RT Audio. And then they got to know and karaoke. And then they got to know me even through the radio. So every time I turned around, I was being handed a Ron Donnelly tuxedo for some sort of event. And there was a period of my life back in the late 90s that people could come over to my house, and I had an entire closet full <laughs> of tuxedos that were never returned. Tuxedos. I had after six white coats with black nice. drops. I had everything. Very nice. My brother still loves telling people because we used to go over to Data's and open up his closet. Here, take your pick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I found that in a box, and I shook it out and held it up to my waistline and i laughed mm -hmm. hysterically for mm -hmm. about five minutes we were all so small we were we were small <laughs> i svelte remember years ago my aunt genevieve in her last days she was old and feeble and she hadn't seen me for a while and i come walking in and she was sitting in the rocking chair and she just looks at me and she goes oh dana you've gotten so fat Oh, like First right words, out the gate. Right out of the gate. I just looked at her and said, Aunt Jen, I ate little Dana a long time ago. Well, I went and saw my 87-year-old father, who I hadn't seen in a couple of months, which is terrible because he only lives 35 minutes away from me. But I went and spent some time with him the uh, last week, and he comes up, and before... He, he let me give him a hug. His hand reached out and tapped my belly and goes, what's up with that? <sighs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks a lot. Music-wise, you came up in um, 
conversation with myself producing my latest podcast, music podcast, the other day. I came up? Yeah, you came up in my own conversation with myself. Interesting. Uh, I have Beth Hart on this next show. Oh, really? She's coming to MGM Northfield. Nice. You've become recently this last year, I know, you discovered Beth Hart. I love her. Yeah. So you, you're, I mention you. and Why, thank you. I appreciate that. Thinking that that might be a show you might want to go. I, I'm going to have to definitely look into that. Take a look She's at She's got it. a amazing voice mm -hmm. oh my god and then cornell has um tangled up in blues coming again yes to, to packard uh, packard music hall they had to reschedule it um but yeah it is coming yeah that was originally scheduled for a few months ago it was like in october yeah, yeah because i was starting to right so i'm hoping that, gets, that i really hope people support that show because it's it's not a genre of music that's maybe super popular around here but the artists that he's bringing in you know yeah, he's got some good good players coming in we have there's a big there's a big big blues audience in this area there um, always has been i'm hoping they show up for that cleveland um or i'm sorry erie also has a blues festival up there in the summer that's outside that is just outstanding but uh, Anna Popovic, you can't get much better than that. Um, if I remember right, Tony Castro mm -hmm. is on the bill, and Shamika Copeland, who okay. I've followed for quite a few years. And I think she's even done a bunch of stuff down in Pittsburgh, if I remember. Nice. I've, I've run across her. She's terrific. But, um, yeah, I'd like to have Packard people in. Well, we're going to do that. We're definitely going to bring some Packard people in to promote some of the upcoming shows that are coming up. Um, we're going to make that happen my, real soon. My um, wineries and breweries right now are either on hiatus or indefinitely in winter mode. Yeah, that's but, right. They um, don't do a lot of entertainment. But uh, Big Rail Brewing in Grove City, I really want to get, I, there's a couple things. I'm, I'm going to pick out a show here and I want you and Cheryl to come out, even though it's winter. We'll put on our big puffy coats and um, uh, go out to Big Rail Brewing because okay. they have fire pits and everything. And nice. they, there's a couple of shows that are coming. Uh, Buffalo Wob is a show that looks just terrific. But um, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to this year. Yeah. I mean, things are coming together. I don't have as many weddings as I would like to have booked. Well, but now I, you have I, this. I'm hoping that there's more people out there, maybe listeners or uh, reminding them that I... I'm a great wedding DJ. I'm trying not to reach around and pat myself on the back too hard, but I, I'm really good at what I do, and I'm very proud of that. So I can say that I could admittedly say that, and I take a lot of pride in DJing weddings, and there's a lot of joy. I the thing about DJing a wedding is, is there's just so much joy in the room, and I've always fed off that, and I think it makes me. I'm, I've never been a club DJ. You know, I was always I went from sound engineering to karaoke, and then the wedding thing kind of fell in my lap because oh, we met at your karaoke show, Kahunaville. Do you DJ weddings? Would you consider DJing our wedding? That's how all that started. I said, well, I've got a bunch of CDs. And I could probably. You know, I went to Bobby and said, you know, set me up with a little DJ mixer where I can crossfade and. So here's the thing. I'm sitting here. I, again, we're kind of finding our own footing. We're kind of finding our voice. Uh, we're eventually going to take this show and start doing this a little bit live where we can have an audience and have people come out and participate. And part of what I'm starting to find out, you know, my whole life, and you've 
been with me as long as anybody, has been always pitching. Pitching, 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 pitching ideas. So I don't mind this podcast being kind of a platform for you and I pitching ideas. If no. somebody runs with an idea, if they take our idea and run with it, that's fine. That's if, fine. If they don't give us uh, credit, we'll just claim it for ourselves and ridicule them. Or You've already tried <laughs> to get me to sell my baklava. Now okay, we're so trying I'm, to promote I'm my you, wedding business. I'm going to pitch you another idea. Oh, no. How much fun would it be to do this podcast and turn it into an like an afternoon live stream and give away a wedding? Whoa. Where you could officiate, you could DJ it. We get it at some like winery or brewery somewhere. Okay. We bring in some people. Maybe the podcast, maybe for the first hour, we sit with the bride and groom and we give them all kinds of advice and have conversations about <laughs> weddings, oh, wow. about marriage. A podcast and then if, wedding. And then if they survive our conversation with them in the trials and tribulations of relationships and getting married, mm -hmm. if they get through that part, then we throw them a wedding and we have it there. And just, again, just pitching. I, I think that could be kind of fun. Wow. We're trying to keep it local, trying to keep sure, it regional. Sure, absolutely. What better way? I'm like, uh, and you know what's even funnier? I am a registered I know. minister. I could marry them as well. We either do it on location. And, you know, we have um, access. Beth Ann books Knockin' Boots Farm, which is right out here on 18. Right. One of these days when you have time, we'll take a, it's a mile. We'd take a little ride over, and you got to come see this. Absolutely. I'd love to see it. This party palace that we have out here on Route 18. Okay. And, um, I mean, which would also be a venue. I've got musicians that would probably come. I mean, we, could, we could turn this into a, a bit of a party. Right. Interesting. I'm liking that. Wow, we're just throwing them all out there. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're selling used cars. Brother Deke's House of Holiness and Fine Used Automobiles. Come on out to church on Sunday mornings. A weekly tie, they'll get you in a brand new used car. Yeah. We'll throw in, <laughs> we'll throw in a free joke. A free joke to tell your friends. Free joke. That's right, folks. Brother Deke's House of Holiness and Fine Used Automobiles. I like that. No foreign cars, American only. I think we'd have a hard time converting people. <clears throat> that's how you turn a that's how you turn a used car lot into a church. That's right. Why not? Run a tax exempt. Well, they're not car payments, they're tithing. <laughs> Don't get me into tax exempt churches. Oh man. That's a whole other There's some crazy things on on Netflix right now. Some of these cults that are Getting tax-free exemption. Sure. It's very That's another, it is. Well, That's a whole other thing. How about the NFL? Oh, please. <laughs> Speaking of cult. Oh, that's okay. Go Browns. Yeah. Steelers. What? Steelers this weekend. W why? I don't know, but I, I know they're no, playing. They're, they're, they're playing a useless game. Because they are not in the playoffs this year. The Browns are playing the Bengals and resting their players for the first round of the playoffs, which begin the following week. And I look forward to the fact that we are back in the playoffs after, uh, you know, we made it during the COVID thing, but that didn't count. But uh, I'm feeling pretty good about my Browns this year. Cautiously optimistic. Let me leave it at that. All I have to add to that is go sports teams. Go sports ball. <laughs> so you're gonna call it sports ball? Yeah, you, you, I don't do sports ball. 
Dude, and just like that, 45 minutes has gone by. I know that. Isn't this fun? I love it. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of things to work on. I have a prize window that's coming soon. That nice. We're going to be able to break out on this program. Okay. Um, it, we're already starting to look forward to um, movies at the drive-in movie theater. I haven't talked to the owners recently. Excellent. I have ideas. Sure. But... Um, yeah, I'm going to actually start working on Reynolds Drive-In Radio, and I think you and I are both going to be a part of that. I'm interested in that for sure. And, um, and of but, course, if anybody would like to be our corporate sponsor for our fine show, we're always looking for sponsorships. Oh, we're always looking for any kind of, uh, and not to mention we would like you to go and subscribe. You are now on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, it's all up on YouTube. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's just the audio version right now. That's okay. And I'm learning that and a couple of other things continuing to add to that but we've got some people that are listening and i'll be sharing that even more very good and your i appreciate anybody out there that's listening right now i really do your facebook page is going to go through a uh, major upgrade here yes heading into the spring yep and a lot of this stuff will be added to it and hopefully uh and if you're looking for a good wedding dj somebody to represent your day well may i point you in the direction of simply yet and I've got a banner. But very economically priced, too, by the way. I have your uh, a banner and your name and your phone number on there, and you can even click, click on it, and it'll take you right to your Facebook page. It's at mrdanastuff.com. Nice. Thank you, Dana. So we'll work on your website. Okay. And then uh, we also got to work on our ping pong game. Yes. I'm looking forward to that, by the way. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time I held a ping pong paddle. Wedding soup out of this world, a little hard to get around, but that baklava is a big moneymaker for you. Thank you, buddy. I'm telling you, it's terrific. All right. Okay. Let's get it rolling. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. See you next time. The Penn, Ohio Backyard Bungalow Radio Show, brought to you by D&J Fencing.